push to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell. And Boyd Campbell. And you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. Today we have Andrea Perrin with us, and Andrea is the author of the Supernatural Trilogy, House of Darkness, House of Light. This book is the true story behind the 2013 feature film, The Conjuring. She has also co-authored the historically based mystery thriller, In a Flicker, with George R. Lopez. In her travels, she lectures frequently about spirituality, metaphysics, and all things paranormal. She concentrates her research on UFOlogy, a lifelong fascination which has brought much new fruit in recent years. Andrea is also writing a screenplay of her haunting family saga, collaborating with the film industry to bring this true story to light on the silver screen. She is an outspoken human rights advocate and animal rights activist, and all she does is with love and always the best of intentions. And we are thrilled to have you here. Welcome, Andrea. Uh, thank you, Rebecca, and thank you, Boyd. I truly appreciate the invitation. Uh, your reputation uh, precedes you, and so this is a privilege and an honor for me to join you today. Thank you. you. And likewise for us, we are going to be talking about all things paranormal. We are open for calls as always and emails. So for our listeners who have questions, please call us or email us and we will address those for you. Now, Andrea, I think where I'd love for you to start is if you could tell us a little bit about your books and the film The Conjuring and uh, just give our listeners a bit of a background on your family story there and and what has taken place and, and what's kind of brought you to where you are now today. Well, yes, it's um, we could fill the entire hour just with that. So I'm going to give you the synopsis. Um, the Conjuring is a masterfully made, uh, very artistic film, um, but it really only captures elements of our story. Uh, I was very concerned when I first discovered that um, the film was going to be made by James Wan um, because even though I had never seen any of his films, I knew him by reputation to be a lot of blood and gore. And I was, oh, no, 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 but that's not what happened. Um, And I was happy to see that in the final analysis and the finished product, that it was um, very tastefully made. Um, There are huge glaring discrepancies in the film. Uh, There are things that that were extrapolated from the books, but then twisted into uh, something else entirely. And so for all intents and purposes, 
it's our story, but it's not. Um, in the broad strokes, in the grand sweeping strokes, they got it right. Uh, good conquers evil, love conquers fear. The parent family endured an extreme haunting that they all survived. All of that is correct, and those are the assumptions that any viewer leaves uh, the theater with. However, it was uh, a much, much more, uh, much more of a spiritual journey, uh, a love story, not a horror story. And even though there were horrific things that happened in the farmhouse and terrifying moments, which all of my readers will attest to, some of them won't sleep with the lights off anymore after reading the trilogy. <laughs> Um, but it was actually far more intense. And uh, we were in that house for 10 years, Rebecca. It was uh, an excursion through time and space. It was time suspended. Uh, I, I can't really uh, articulate it more clearly than that, than to say that it was a true awakening, a real uh, period of enlightenment for all of my family. For me, personally, I saw my first full-body apparition at the age of 12, and I'm 58, and I'm still not certain what I saw. I know, uh, I know what it wasn't. It wasn't an optical illusion. It wasn't uh, a figment of imagination, and it wasn't mass hysteria. What, what it was is something that you and I and Boyd certainly understand exists. It was spirit. And for me personally, and I write about this um, in the books uh, at length, uh, it really is a collective memoir. House of Darkness, House of Light encompasses the feelings, experiences, expressions, and uh, circumstances around all seven members of my family. And I can tell you that it was the most enlightening period of my life. And when I first saw a ghost, quote unquote, my immediate reaction was relief and comfort because he posed no threat at all. And I thought, oh, my God, there is something. There is something beyond our mortal existence. You know, even as a 12-year-old, I had already begun exploring these notions and mm. we were raised catholic even though the film indicates that we were you know godless heathens <laughs> the parent pagans you know whatever <laughs> um it, that wasn't true at all my father was destined for the priesthood when he met my mother he had been born and raised catholic educated in parochial school he had been an altar boy his entire youth and my mother converted to catholicism to marry him uh, and all of us were baptized um, and confirmed into the church, made our first communion. Uh, so that was uh, a gross inaccuracy in, in the film. Uh, among many, there was no exorcism that occurred in our house. There was a seance that went so dreadfully wrong that it almost cost my mother her life. And so intense, I don't know how it could be replicated on film. But we'll try when we tell the real story on film. So that, in a nutshell, is it. And I, I invite anybody that wants to know more to um, 
visit my website, uh, houseofdarknesshouseoflight.com, or follow me on Facebook. Communicate with me. I'm very open to answering people's questions uh, about the movie, about the books, and there's so much about it that's out in the world right now. Just Googling my name can you know, take you on uh, on quite an education on the subject. Nice. So as you're talking there, um, and you talk about um, seeing this apparition and, and having an awareness of the fact that there is more out there other than what we see here, um, I know I've had that experience as well, and it, it really changes your view on, on life, the world, people. Uh, I'm wondering if you could share a little bit how um, that impacted you. Well, it impacted me enormously and profoundly in such a significant way that it literally changed my life. Uh, it And it is. Those are one of, you know, those stunning moments. There are so many. I feel gifted. I feel that it's it's a blessing and not a curse. Mm. Um, yes. Because it, you know, a human mind expanded does never, it never contracts. Uh, you can't unthink unfeel, unhear, unlearn, uh, unsee what you've seen. And uh, that was just the beginning. And it happened within moments of us moving to the farm. And even though we had visited, this was in um, 1971. Uh, we bought the house in 1970 and moved in in January, bought it in, in December of 1970. My mom had found it in June of 1970 and it was such a huge purchase and such a big deal that it took five months to get the the surveys done and everything done around making this purchase including including raising the money for it this was a 200 acre colonial estate that my mother discovered um, or that was gifted to her by the universe uh, and to this day she insists was done so on my behalf and I'll explain mm. a little later um, yeah, but uh, it changed everything for me in the same way that the first time that I saw a silent ship move over my head um, while I was living at the farm, not a year later after we moved there, that changed everything as well. And I began to realize, I think on a on a fundamental subconscious level um because I was really too young to process what I had seen. But I did understand that it changed the trajectory of my life. I did understand that I was gifted with um, sight. That it, Not that necessarily that I am a seer in, in the conventional sense of the word. Um, I don't consider myself an oracle in any way. I consider myself a humble messenger. And it's the message that's important. Um, mm -hmm. But the message is that there's an awful lot going on. We don't live in a three-dimensional, five-sensory realm. That's where we relegate ourselves to uh, most of humankind wants to fit into that little box. But we live in a multi-dimensional, multi-sensory universe. And there is so much more. Um, yes, boy, I would have to say that... Um, Everything that happened in my life until uh, that moment prepared me for that moment. And then we mm -hmm. spent 10 years 
um, living, dwelling among the dead in a house alive with death. And it was a huge house. It was still crowded. It was crowded. There was a great deal of activity in that house, more so than they could ever compress into a two-hour film. Um, and so that's why the screenwriters cherry-picked the information. The Conjuring was actually based on the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who came to our house maybe five or six times between October of 1973 and August of 1974. So there were many, many things that occurred in that house that they never even knew about. Um, and the screenwriters just actually plucked ideas from her and from the information that I gave them. And of course, I had the books out in the public domain. So they were free to peruse all of that. And yet there's not a single scene in the film that comes directly from the books uh, because they conjured up their own third story to try to make it fit the time allotted. But also more importantly, to try to appeal to a mass audience that was used to formula and method out of Hollywood. Um, and so their bottom line was filling those seats. And even the producer told me, he said, if we were to tell your real story, honey, it would run people right out of the theater. <laughs> wow. Nice. Hmm. Andrea, we're going to take this opportunity to go to a break. Okay. Uh, for for our listeners out there, just a reminder here locally in Leduc, Alberta in Canada, we have some classes coming up on December 10th. We have our Yusui Reiki Level 2. And on December 17th, we have the Learning to See and Feel Auras class. So keep those in mind and we will see you back here on the other side of two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. 
To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Andrea Perron today, and we are talking about all things paranormal. Uh, This is kind of a wide-open show here, so we're open to any questions from listeners if you have any, and otherwise we will follow Spirit and our guidance on what everybody needs to hear. So we were talking there um, in the last segment. um, We mentioned a little bit about awakening. Um, You also talk about uh, this. Um, Can you give us your interpretation of the awakening or um, what spiritual ascension is? Well, you know, for two and a half years, I did my own radio show, so I know how hard your work is. Uh, And it was called A World Awakening, um, which is something that I believe is ongoing. I think that there's a wave of change passing across the planet that we are uh, being light activated, that we are being, uh, we are in the midst of spiritual ascension. I think that the Mayans were correct when their calendar ended in 2012. That was the end of the Piscean age. Uh, And now we are firmly rooted um, in the age of Aquarius and really making a quantum leap from three-dimensional sight and living to the fifth dimension. Uh, the fourth dimension being considered uh, ghosts and spiritual activity around us. I think that there are many people who are gifted with the same sight that I have, and I don't know precisely why uh, my family experienced what we did, but I do know in my core, in my center soul, that we were supposed to, and that we were supposed to share it with the world. And my mother always said, we bought this house because of you. Um, I would journal everything that happened at the farm. Uh, Even when I was off at college, my sisters and I had what we called the ghost post. And if anything major happened in the house, they would write it down from their perspective and send me uh, a letter. Uh, And we would talk on the phone frequently. And I was was like the family counselor when it came (laughs) to that because I never had any altercations with spirit in the house. Um, my interaction, and it was interaction on, in some, on some occasions, um, was very peaceful and very loving, as though I was more one of them than I was a mere mortal. And I think that even though there was some negative uh, acting out Uh, from spirit. There was a spirit in the house that really loathed my mother. Uh, In the movie, she's represented as Bathsheba Sherman, but it wasn't her. She had nothing to do with what was happening to my mom. Uh, Even though I do believe she had some attachment to the farm, uh, it was not her. Uh, The spirit that was um, haunting and taunting my mother um, was was dead before Bathsheba was born. Um, And she used a very archaic... um, English that was already out of favor in the 1800s when Bathsheba lived. Um, I think that what's important here, I I want to, you know, I spoke earlier about big picture. Um, To me, the big picture is that we had these experiences that I am able now 
after having written the books to articulate that um, experience in uh, a way that resonates with other people. Uh, the frequency of the planet is changing. The, and if, if we're smart enough to tune in uh, to what's happening, then we will understand that we are all a part of it. People who listen to your show are in the midst of it. And it's not easy. I can say, you know, Rebecca Boyd, I, I dare to assume that both of you have had your struggles with your own ascension. This isn't an easy process. It's not meant mm. to be. It's difficult for a reason. It requires so much of us. It requires of us to tune out the external stimuli and to focus within and understand that we are God consciousness, that we are part of the collective consciousness, that there is such a thing as divine mind and that there is a prime creator of the universe that we are all experiencing, I truly believe that we are the way in which God sees what it has created through our eyes and the eyes and the senses of every living creature on this planet. Um, and so that's big picture for me. I think exopolitically in terms of my ufology and interacting with the galactic family, but in terms of my relationship with other human beings uh, as I was saying during the break we are all lost little children trying to find our way home in the dark we are holding each other's hands in desperation trying to find our way and we are all at different levels this is not comparative analysis this is we're all in this together and the more that we can um, gather like I have this thing called a tribe <laughs> I love them so much um, yeah, we and just, they, form, we just... they formed spontaneously during my radio show and and we support and encourage each other to lift because thoughts are things thoughts are things and when you put positive intended energy into the world you know intentionally good thoughts out into the world it's changing the world we can literally heal the world with our thoughts if enough of us are thinking rightly simultaneously to literally raise the vibration of planet earth absolutely wow i'm, I'm just sitting here and I, as you're talking and the amount of synchronicities between what you are experiencing and what uh, Rebecca and I are experiencing, it, it's just mind-blowing. Um, the tribe part of it, that just came into our lives as well, and part of it has to do with the, uh, the radio show. Um, I'm also, I'm wondering, um, what we've noticed here um, um, with the, uh, the awakening and spiritual ascension, so especially in the last month, um, the amount of people who are, are coming to see us that are um, tired, physically wore yeah. out and tired but they they say they're going to bed and they're sleeping for 12 hours they get up and they're drained and then um we're trying to figure out i'm assuming this is part of that it is absolutely oh my god if you go on my facebook page right now i've got a post on there that says i am not getting a very good signal from my sarcophagus wake me in the spring <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it 
And it is, it's very, the energies, everything is energy. Uh, Nikola Tesla was right. Albert Einstein was right. You know, these people were right. They were gifted to us, to, you know, in the same way that Jesus was gifted to us, that, you know, the, the great teachers, the great spiritual leaders of the, over the course of humanity have all come with the same message. Well, to have that message assimilate truly at its core um, requires an enormous amount of energy. And the people, I say to everybody, if you're absolutely exhausted, if exhaustion doesn't even touch how you feel in terms of a descriptive word, um, then you're making great progress. You're pretty much through it. Um, you know, there's there's going to come a time, I mean, there's so many different symptoms that go with this, including um, what I was experiencing uh, several years ago when I started getting heavily into teaching this was I felt drained. I felt like all the oxygen had been sucked out of the planet. I felt like I could barely walk, like my legs were lead, all my joints hurt. I would get sudden inexplicable headaches that would just miraculously disappear moments later. I was having downloading um, going on incessantly, high-pitched noises. I don't have tinnitus. I have communication. Um, mm -hmm. And in the ufology community, that's called downloading. Uh, where messages are coming through in terms of different pitches of sound, either in one or both ears simultaneously. Sometimes it's staggering. There have been times that I felt like the earth was literally shifting beneath my feet. There are many, many symptoms that come with this. And that is because your mind is expanding at such an, uh, a, a rapid rate exponentially that you are literally um, feeling the weight of your own human form. And your cell, your body is changing at a subatomic structural, stru structural cellular level um, at such a rapid rate that you're literally burning calories evolving. Um, it will change your body. It will change your mind. You'll start craving different foods that your body will tell you you simply must have. For me, it's nuts. I'm just, I, I can't eat enough nuts now. All of a sudden, I ignored them for 50 years, and now that's all I want to eat. Um, and that's part of it. And it's different for every single individual. I'm sure that both of you are uh, having your own symptoms as well. What you're doing is literally separating uh, from your think of it as levitating think of it as a near-death experience that people report where they're literally looking down on themselves that's what's happening to us and it is actually ultimately going to be the most liberating experience of our lives it puts us more in touch and in tune with spirit we integrate with spirit on an entirely different level. Our communication skills are dramatically enhanced. We begin talking to each other telepathically. It really is a beautiful thing. And we're all here. Let's make no mistake about it. We are all here right now at this time with purpose and reason. Each one of us has a, a mission and a purpose to serve on this planet right now because as if you think what we're suffering is difficult, 
wait till the awakening hits all those that are sound asleep. We are going to be their guides. We are going to be the ones that help them through this as we change the world and create a new earth. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that description. It resonates uh, deeply. Yeah. A lot of what you're saying there, um, we definitely, both of us have been been going through and are going through the, the telepathic communication. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we've got to look at each other and see if our mouths are moving because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, you hear you hear the other person say something and you reply and they say, I didn't say anything. I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really amazing. If I could take just a couple of minutes, I would like to share something with both of you and all of your listeners that um, my my people, my tribe, seems to find inordinately helpful for them. And uh, I often suggest that as I say this, that people just close their eyes and imagine, envision what I'm about to describe to you. Imagine that you're a child, a little child, you really just beyond learning to walk. And you're sitting in the grass, the soft grass beside a beautiful crystalline flowing river. And you can see the stones on the bottom and you can see the fish swimming. And oh, your heart, every part of you just aches and longs to hop into that river. But you know you can't swim and that it will kill you. You'll drown. So you wait and you grow and you long to be part of that river. And as you get older, you learn to swim. And then as you get older, you're starting to feel more confident about your ability to swim in water that's moving. And... So you start toe dabbling a little at a time and a little at a time. And at a certain age, you have enough confidence to just leap right in. And we call that adulthood. Just leap right into that beautiful flowing river. And then the first thing that most human beings do is they start immediately swimming against the current because they believe that everything that they've longed for and everything that they've ever wanted is up around that bend, up there. Can't see it, but you've got a feeling that's where it is. And so you swim and you fight the current and you swim and you're exhausted. And if you stay fighting that current long enough in one place, eventually you will drown. And my suggestion to people is to stop fighting the current, to simply flip the coin and flip your body and mind and soul and spirit onto your back and extend your arms as an angel would to take flight and simply flow with the current. The universe knows where to take you. Mm. People don't understand that the journey is the destination. And when we come into our right mind, when we come to understand that this fight in life doesn't need to be a fight at all, that we delude ourselves into thinking that we've got something to accomplish that is just out of reach, nothing is out of reach. Everything is right with us and right within us, right from the inception of our birth. And when we really integrate with ourselves 
and our own understanding of just how powerful we are and we relax our limbs and clear our mind and open our hearts, when we do that, and only introspection will do that. It doesn't have to be meditation. It needs to be merely quiet reflection. And when we come to terms with our own ability to create our own destiny, and we just relax and let the placid water carry us to where we belong, it changes everything. It changes not only one's perspective, it changes one's trajectory in life. Mm, Beautiful. Yes, yes, thank you very much for sharing that. Andrea, I think we'll take this moment to go to another break. Uh, For our listeners out there, if you haven't checked out the spirit animal message for this new moon phase that we are in, go to the website and do that. Our spirit animal right now is the bear and has some very powerful medicine for us to pay attention to. And we will see you on the other side of two minutes. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sunderhealing.com Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sunderhealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are chatting with Andrea Perron today. We've been talking about uh, the paranormal and awakening and spiritual ascension. And I wanted to clear up the definition of a word. I know that I mispronounced it when I spoke of it at the introduction of the show. And that is ufology. Can you share with our listeners what this word means? Well, it is uh, the study 
of UFOs. It's a word that was made up within the community of researchers. Uh, Of course, all words are made up by us. So (laughs) ufology is just as relevant and just as acceptable as any other word. Um, But it really does reflect uh, the very serious study of um, UFOs, extraterrestrials. I never call them aliens. They're no more alien to this planet than we are. Uh, Mm -hmm. I perceive them to be the galactic family. Uh, I have regular interactions. um, And um, it is my true passion in life. It's the reason I get up every single morning because today could be the day for disclosure or for me to do my part um, to forward that momentum. Uh, We are in a world that will change inexorably, irrevocably, Uh, The moment that either the Pope or uh, some elected official around the world uh, stands up and says, uh, yes, you've all been lied to forever, and um, this is actually happening, and we're in contact with them. Um, I mean, there's already an emissary to extraterrestrials in place at the United Nations. <laughs> they must think we're all idiots. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, but it's, um, I just finished uh, a long weekend uh, of some mind-bending information uh, at the Starworks Symposium out in Laughlin, Nevada, but my most uh, blessed event while I was out there, um, I have an ability to communicate with extraterrestrials that I have had for many decades, uh, beginning at the farm. Uh, I don't think that there's any coincidence that I had my first uh, conscious extraterrestrial contact in the same place where I had my first spiritual contact. Um, They go hand in hand in some way that we're still trying to figure out the integration correlation between. Um, It's it's extra dimensional, of course, but um, I call them, and the, the way that I call them is I sing to them, and they have their favorite songs, and I'll do this with groups of anywhere from 25 to 50 people, and uh, the skies light up, and everybody has their experience, and they make their first contact, uh, not always first contact, but with a lot of them first, and, um, and, and consequently expand their minds about what is in the universe, and in fact, I triggered a bit of a a social event in Michigan a couple of years ago when I did a group sighting, and there were so many of them in the sky that everybody in Sault Ste. Marie called the the local police, and they had a big article in the paper the next day about an inordinate amount of uh, phone calls coming in to the police about UFOs. It was (laughs) really funny. And all my friends said, you did that, you did that. And I was like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) And I love them, and they pose no threat to us. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all of them are light beings, because that's not true. Not all of them are. Um, But I only uh, communicate with light beings. And the ones that are truly here in a benevolent way uh, to make their presence known to help us lift ourselves up, to help us save ourselves from ourselves. Uh, And that's their purpose here, is to watch over us. Because when we started blowing off nuclear weapons in the 40s, they came from every corner of the universe and looked down upon us and said, oh no, the children are playing with matches. (laughs) 
and they've been here in droves ever since to help us ascend um, spiritually, to help us ascend uh, technologically, to help us uh, change our mindset about what kind of world we want to live in so that we can find peace. It's our time to find peace. And that's why we're all here doing the work that we're doing. Every one of us, Rebecca, Boyd, I know that both of you, you don't even have to tell me, I know that both of you had a calling that was so compelling that you feel felt that you had to go into this work in life, that you did, like you didn't even have an option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Truth. Very, yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, information was given to us on how to do things and um, some visions, and and we're showing where we're going, what we're going to be doing, and and uh, definitely a life changing experience when that stuff comes through, and 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 um, when it starts to come to fruition is uh, it's hard to put in a. a an explanation to the feeling of it when that starts to happen in your life. And I, I think I attribute that a lot to to that little bit of a meditation you did there where I learned to stop um, the resistance, stop going against the flow and follow the guidance, follow that in, inner um, flow within going with it. Uh, things just fall into place when you start doing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, truly. Much, much, much easier. Much easier way to go. <laughs> now, Andrea, do you, with recent world events, do Don't. you feel any sense of urgency? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Are you able to maintain some calm in your life uh, amongst the urgency uh, and everything that's happening? And if so, how do you do that? And how can we share that with our listeners? Well, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not subject to the same uh, influences uh, as the rest of the world. You know, we've just gone through the most horrendous election in the United States, Um, Mm -hmm. and my candidate didn't win. And I have, uh, even though she did Actually, and if we had abolished the archaic, obsolete um, electoral college in 2000 when we had the opportunity because our president got appointed by one Supreme Court judge, you'd think we would have learned our lesson at that point. But no, we had to leave that archaic system in place. And now here it is biting us in the butt again. Um, You know, you don't learn your lessons. They come back. They repeat. It's just that simple. Mm -hmm. this is uh, a, a lot of people, not just me, a lot of people are, um, are dealing with uh, tumultuous emotions around this and even fear uh, and fear that I believe is warranted, certainly well warranted. Uh, I've already been through the stages of disbelief, disgust, you know, all the all the dis words, disrespect. I mean, <laughs> I have mm. not my president, never going to happen. Um, you know, no. Uh, I find that this is, this person is, um, I can't even say his name. I mean, the, the word won't come to my lips. I mean, I have been in, in a sense of, I've like, like we just took a giant step backward. And 
even though my fil- my philosophy, which has served me well lifelong, um, is my solace right now. And that is that I know that everything happens with purpose and reason. We are the ones that put those little post-it notes on it. This is really bad. This is really good. Um, and so we're the ones that apply the labels. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's incredible, incredible disappointment. There's another dis word for you. Um, and, I, and the reason is because I thought that Hillary was the rise of the sacred feminine energy. It wasn't her. It's us. It's mm. our, our sensation that we have just had the rug pulled out from under us that someone has ascended, um, and I use that word very loosely um, in this context, um, to the most uh, high position of power in the world. Um, And that's frightening to me. But this has to happen. This has to happen to wake us up, to shake us up. He's already started doing damage, and he hasn't even been coronated yet. You know, and he does perceive himself a king, so make no mistake about it. Um, this is going to be a very tumultuous time for humanity. We all need to be focused and on guard. Uh, I hope I don't offend anyone with my political position on this. I just feel absolutely certain that we had a choice to make in this country between safe and sorry. And I am so sorry it went the way that it did. But it is going to make changes in our society and around the world that no one anticipated because the spiritual warriors among us have gathered as foot soldiers and we are all prepared to fight him tooth and nail and save our economy, but save our first and foremost Mother Earth, who is under assault from every corner of this planet. And that is my number one. And to preserve the rights that we women have fought for, to make sure that this is not undermined by uh, a group of old white fat men who think that they have any right to tell us what we can and cannot do with our bodies. Uh, you know, there are a lot of issues here. So I'm going to leave it at that and just say um, uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. And so are many, many millions more of us. I'm on it. Hmm. So what do you do to calm the waters for yourself, Andrea? Uh, I do a crossword puzzle, uh, or actually not a crossword puzzle. That's my father's forte. Um, I do uh, a jigsaw puzzle, a big, fat, three-dimensional, 1,000-piece puzzle that completely, utterly clears my mind and allows me to focus my energy deliberately where I want it to be focused because I really do mean it when I say that thoughts are things. Nothing in our physical world that has been man-made just spontaneously created itself. Everything began as a thought, an idea, a concept. And if we work together in tandem to, you know, I the metaphor I use for this is um, the millions and millions and millions of people worldwide that were praying when um, Apollo 13 was coming back to Earth. Uh, they were gone in that period of uh, uh, loss of contact for more than four minutes. It had never been more than two minutes. 
And when they came through that dimension into this one, their frozen um, parachutes were open and they survived. I believe there was divine intervention there. I believe there may have been ET intervention there. I believe that the power of our thoughts cumulatively as a planet of people uh, ushering goodwill to those astronauts is what brought them back to Earth alive. And I always keep that in the back of my mind in terms of my focused intention and energy in all things at all times. But yes, I absolutely feel a sense of urgency and it never leaves me. Hmm. Our thoughts. So that is what we will all all be focused on, uh, where our thoughts are taking us. Andrea, we are uh, in the end of the show here. So we want to thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show again in the future. Absolutely. Uh, That would be delightful. And I will leave all of you with one simple thought. Love is the answer to every question. Mm, thank you and to all our listeners you've been listening to Awakened Hearts join us next week same time same place to further awaken grow and expand on this amazing spiritual journey together from our hearts to yours Namaste thank you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.